Hey, I'm Josh. Hey, I'm Kiana. And And this this is Eight Limbs of Fury, a podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of daily yoga practice, life on capitalist nightmare planet, the threads between spiritual practice and activism, and what role yoga might play in these revolutionary times. We are two young leftists practicing Ashtanga Yoga six days a week, and we are here to give a perspective on what's happening in the world as we discover our own spirituality and get more woke by the minute. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Happy new moon. This is a new moon for sure. This, we, there's a bit of confusion last last Monday hangout episode that we recorded. We were talking. We were going on in the very beginning. We were like, oh, new moon, new moon, new moon. No, it was a full moon last time. It's a new moon today. And you know what? It feels different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New moon. The start of a, a new cycle, right? A new cycle. How you doing lately? Uh, I'm doing okay. How you, um, just been, let's see, working on starting a small business, mobile massage therapy, and... Um, uh, just been working and trying to figure out life inside of a global pandemic and <laughs> yeah. trying to navigate the world a bit. Um, it's difficult, so. It is, yeah. But. I, um. Not that close, but don't just talk like that. Talk it to it. Yeah, it is difficult during a global pandemic. I feel you there. How's your... Small business starting going. Uh, it's just starting. I mean, it's not, it's nothing much going on. I mean, got an LLC set up, got a website built. So that's going to be pretty fun. Looking forward to doing that. Mobile massage therapy. Mongerson mobile massage. Yeah, I was going to say plug it. M-M-M. No, it's like, it's like M&M's, but with one more M. <laughs> it's M&M&M. M&M&M&M. and m and m and m How have you been? I've been pretty good. I started a new job. Um, not my first time working full time, but it's my first time working full time at one job, which is uh, honestly nice. Like to people who have worked multiple jobs in the past, right? Going from like <laughs> having like a two three job hustle to just like one place of employment that you go every day, and they like know where. You, um, yeah, they like. There's a routine. There's a routine. Yeah, it's it's honestly nice. Yeah, it's wild what's been normalized under late stage capitalism, running around yeah. with your head cut off from job to job to job. Whereas yeah. like back in the day, I mean, b- before this, I mean, people were just like, no, I mean, I'm baked bread. I lay floors. I mm-hmm. answer phones, not drive for Uber. <laughs> like, and I go to school on top of it. And I <laughs> go to school. Take a full load of classes. Teach yeah. yoga classes and... Do whatever, you know. I just, I'm doing this and I realized there was so much of my life where the weeks were one kind of work and school and the weekends were another kind of work. And And school. Yeah. homework. And, um. Terrible. I'm so glad to be done with school. Seriously. (laughs) I think a lot of people could probably commiserate with that. Yes. Um, school is. School is hell. School is hell that Not you pay all for. School, university, education, full time gig, you know. That's what I'm talking about. Full time, like. I'm sure community college is like that too, actually, not just university. I don't but know. Yeah. But I went to community college and it was pretty. It definitely seemed a little lower stakes than, really? you uni- than University of Arizona, for sure. 
Hmm. But Maybe I just made everything seem more. You? <laughs> you just amped it up. Um, yeah, but I'm liking working. It's re- I'm really grateful to have a job right now. I have to realize that um, a lot of people just don't have that luxury. Is it a luxury to have a job? It shouldn't be a luxury to have that's a job. What, that's what I've wondered because I've heard so many people say to me, like, hey, how you been? Like, I'll ask them how they've been the past few months. And they're like, oh, um, they're like, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I've just had a job this whole time. And like, I kept my job. And so, um, and I, and I just like, one, I think people like way too attach themselves mm-hmm. too much with their identities of their, um, employment and how they generate income. And two, why is it that we live in a society that like demands that we have to be <laughs> working full time in order to have like basic necessities of yeah. life? But also people, the thing, a big misconception about socialists. Here, one second. A big misconception about socialists is that we don't want to work. But like, I think it, a healthy, happy human like wants to work and contribute to their community in some way. And that's work, right? Any mm-hmm. way we contribute to the community is work. The very nature of exist- existence is suffering and working. <laughs> yeah, but work. No, but I don't think suffering. It, I don't think work has to make you suffer. No, 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 no. It, but it's it's work in a different way. It's work that oh, it, like yeah. it requires you to put in the labor. It requires your attention to say, for instance, like pick fruit off of a tree, or to construct a garden bed. <laughs> I don't know why those two things I'm thinking of directly are like that, but. Um, even to make a, an Ashtanga yoga rug, for instance, we got to do all the things that require us, you know, we got to go harvest some cotton. We got to take that cotton to the loom. We got to grow the cotton first. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. got, there's so many steps, so many things along the way that in order for us to get the thing that we desire, we have to work for it. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with work. I love work. I love showing up and giving my full attention to, with what's going on, um, Yeah, and I think any healthy, happy person, and what I mean by healthy and happy is that I think people with mental barriers shouldn't be expected to necessarily... Cleo. Cleo. She's so cute. Look at her. Okay. I think people with mental barriers shouldn't be expected to... Just making noise. Stop. Thank you. I think people with mental barriers shouldn't be expected to like work as much as people. And I definitely also think that people who are just like seasonally depressed, like instead of being forced to work, they should just be asked to focus on themselves for a while. Well, that's um, that's how like work workers like naturally <clears throat> fell into doing things for a while. And I was reading accounts like God. I think it was like I don't remember which, which author it was, but it was like an author from late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds type deal, mm-hmm. um, where they talked about how workers only worked for periods of time to earn enough money, and then they would stop working for a while because they have enough money. They're like, you go like do a roof for. Of three months in the summertime and then like 
you chill for a while and you don't work again. You may pick up some work and fall at the harvest and go harvest some corn with your with your brethren or I don't know, brethren, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> some people or whatever. And you hang out through the wintertime and just be sad and work on yourself, right? Seasonal <laughs> affective disorder. I mean, yeah, like what? That's, Humans operate in cycles? We operate in cycles and seasons. We fluctuate. We change. We rise up. We pass away. We fall down. We do this Fitting and that. to talk about this on a moon day. Fitting to talk about this on a moon day. So, yeah. Um, that's how it's been. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, mm. It was your birthday last week. It was my birthday on Friday. I turned 25. I'm entering into um, uh, a new chapter, a new error. Error. (laughs) (laughs) An error for me to turn 25. No, a new era of being 25 years young, navigating time and space. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. How do you like it so far? It feels great. I feel 25. You do? I feel. It's markedly different than 24. Yeah, you're starting your own business. Yeah. You're closer to 30 now while well, you're in the middle. I'm in right in the middle. I'm, closer to, I'm as close to 20 as I am close to 30. Each day you become closer to 30. Shit. <laughs> That's okay. I, don't, I wouldn't mind being 30 either. I think 30-year-olds are so hot. I've thought this for years. Every per, Not every person, but people in their 30s, I'm like... You look good. Mm-hmm. It's a different. It's a different hot than twenties, but it's still very hot nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um. So, in the last Moon Day episode, we talked Moon Day Hangout episode. We talked about the United States Postal Service. So, if you hadn't listened to that yet, go ahead and give it a listen. Give it a listen. There's some fun. Uh, There's some fun sound effects on there that um, we're probably going to be in this episode too. Um, so go ahead, give that a listen, but, um, uh, to, to carry on that a little bit, every, every time I've been interacting at the, with like the postal service recently, like I had to send a, some letters the other day and I got to the counter after waiting in line and, um, I asked them as I was checking out, I was like, so if you notice any changes to, uh, the, the, the places around here, cause the feds are cutting service and the, the worker behind the counter said, they're like, no. I don't, I haven't seen anything. And they kind of like, they didn't really meet my eye and they kind of like looked down, you know, they, the, the interaction was weird. You know, all mask interactions can kind of be weird, but that's, I'm pro mask, but it was, it was, mm-hmm. there was a veil of secrecy to where I was like, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Normally I'd be able to determine by some facial expression or something. Mm-hmm. And then this guy beside me on the, in the other uh, window there. He dropping off some stuff. He was like, I've been using the postal service for, for 20 years for my business. And they never, they were never late with anything. And now it's late all the time. And my customers are upset and this and that. And I'm like, Oh shit, it's already happening. It's already, it's already going on. We said, I've seen, um, photos out of Missouri. I want to say, it was maybe another Western Midwestern state there where there was just like pallets of the, uh, the blue mail drop boxes that are out, like placed throughout the city. Um, not like your mailbox down at the end of the driveway. They're the not, blue ones. But the big blue ones, yeah. Um, 
so I, I've seen a few photos of that. And I was, okay, so I, I took our dog Luca to the vet the other day. And as I was walking out of the front door of the vet's office, the, the, post, the post guy was walking in. And, you know, dogs and the, and the, the mailman, right? Like mm-hmm. they're classic. Tail as old as time, right? And so I walked out. Tail. A tail. T A I L, as old Keep as time. Going. And so I said, to this man, the mailman, this male-bodied mailman, male person, um, male human. I said to them, I was like, "Oh no, don't worry, he's friendly." Unlike our federal government to the postal service these days. Did he was, laugh? He was no. He was all, "Oh, he's gorgeous." Talking about Luca. <laughs> Luca is a pretty dog, but um, I almost wonder if there's like if they're being told by the supervisors or they're being told by like whatever to like not in, interact with people like asking these kinds of questions or maybe they're just going about their day and they're not expecting to field some ridiculous answer from like a very pissed off uh, leftist. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It could be many things, but keep at, I, I like that idea of just keep talking to male people about that because uh, yeah, it must be nice. I don't know. if I feel like if I worked somewhere, I would like to at least be asked about something. You don't have to engage with it. Well, especially if it's like the talk of the times, literally. Yeah. I mean, like... But, or it is. It's, it's wild how we can just have like a normal functioning agency and then all of a sudden because of private vested interests, because Donald Trump's trying to... Oh, excuse me, 45's trying to rig, rig an election. He's just gutting the Postal Service. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Wild. Yeah. So speaking of modern today news, you want to read some headlines together for this Monday morning? Like, well, why are you doing this? And blah, 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 blah. And the Republicans are going to come on there and they just attack the Postal Service is what's going to happen. Well, I just feel like the Postmaster General, the new Postmaster General, right, it was somebody who... Was involved in the private sector? Didn't yeah, I hear that? Yeah, he ran it. He ran it like a shipping logistics company in like New Jersey for a long time. Yeah, I mean, what are the odds he still has stock in that type of business? Very and he's high. Just trying to make a ton of Very money. Very high. Like nobody's gonna ask. Well, maybe some people are gonna ask those kinds of questions, but I feel like there are so many issues in the United States that happen, and progressives here are just sitting there like. Profit, 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 and nobody asks the profit question. Right. Like, I hope it does. <laughs> Follow the money, as always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Follow the money, yeah. And we're saying that that, that is what, in a way, that's probably why um, this new, new postmaster uh, general is pushing his thing so much because on one hand it's it's forty five trying to rig an election on the other hand it's it's private industry going how can we ta- how can we knock out this government agency that mm-hmm. is costing us money in their eyes mm-hmm. but it's just it's terrible it's awful yeah um, yeah I just I'm I I will see what comes out of that hearing. Um, I just, I think this is one of the classic examples of just privatization coming in and like so many people are keeping that language out of it, it seems. 
No. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I mean, that's not what they're calling it. I mean, because because the people in, the people in power don't see it, don't just don't even see that they're they're still existing within the system and not trying to question even the system or the motives themselves. I mean, no no single senator except for maybe. Uh, AOC and Ilhan Omar and like Bernie Sanders are going to get up there and be like, so why is it that you're trying to just make millions of, <laughs> why are you trying to make so Probably much wealth billions billions by getting this agency? I mean, but that's a bit, if we lived in a moral and just society, there'd be no way that these people were able to, would be able to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the bit that always gets me. It always gets me. I remember I, it, <clears throat> explicitly remember learning about Sherman antitrust laws that like broke up big businesses and things like that and Mm -hmm. made sure that trust couldn't be a thing because it was happening with like standard oil and the railroad companies, right? Mm -hmm. We learned this lesson in school (laughs) being taught this. And now I I remember when it first, like when I first began, really began to question that and going like, well, what is Amazon? (laughs) I must've been about... 17 or 18 years old and get looking at this giant conglomerate of a corporation and going like, wait a second here. This seems to me like a trust. And I thought we had laws against this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that's yeah. the American propaganda machine working so well, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Here's an interesting one for you. American propaganda machine, switching it off a little bit off from the post office, actually. Um, so I'm working with little kids right now, helping them, um, learn their online school. That's my job. And I hope this isn't like conflict of interest. No. Is it fine? Um, it's pretty general. Anyway, they're five and they learn. Well, okay. Anyway, they're very young. Um, you can say they're five. I can say that. Yeah, you just, you're not telling them the name and address. Of the, can... So they're so they're in kindergarten and they're learning about uh, civics, and I just think it's very interesting how they learn about quote unquote community helpers. So yesterday we learned about community helpers that fulfill a civic duty to the community. So doctors, male male people, um, firefighters, and of course police were included. Cops, right in the front middle of this like this like uh, little uh, right right in the front middle of this cartoon graphic of little community helpers, you know, and like Mm -hmm. kids were drawing police officers and like, and like we talk about how they help the community. And I just wanted to be like, I just wanted to be like, they don't help all of the community. (laughs) But of course, like I can't, you know, I'm not their parent. I'm not going to say that to them. It's not up to me to say that to them when they're being taught it in school. But kids are still being taught that in school even though all of this stuff is happening in the world, it's like, do five-year-olds know about what's happening in the world? Like, is it up to the parents to inform them? Or... I guess it is up to the parents to, to inform them. Um, and But I think that's... Uh, I don't know. I'm not a parent, so I can't really speak to that right. so much. I don't really know how what that conversation would even look like. Like, it's not... 
I don't want to blame parents, but I maybe want to talk to school curriculum people right. and say maybe if there's an entire movement happening, maybe we don't maybe we take out the Getty stock image of a police officer <laughs> on the on the PowerPoint slide right. because maybe we just glaze over that one because right. there are children of color in this class and I just think it's very interesting that yeah. that is still being taught to well, five year olds. Yeah, it, well, I mean, the systems these systems don't change overnight, and like, I mean, it's the very it, it's it's just propaganda from the from the state to try to to try to 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 teach people otherwise copaganda copaganda propaganda for sure 100 percent and um i mean yeah of course like uh it's almost reminiscent of like the got milk campaign or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. like you teach five-year-olds like Oh no, these people are here to help you. Cops mm-hmm. are good. Mm-hmm. And it's that way they just like go through their life, like always assuming that these people are gonna help, and then then they don't. Then they actually they just get shot. Right. I mean, I don't I just don't understand why we can't inform kids of all of the sides of you know that conversation because kids understand stuff. Yeah. Kids get it. I mean, like if we teach kids at a young age, like Cops protect property. That's what they're here for. Yeah. I mean, that's not even a radical statement. That's like actually cops, what cops do. Cops protect property, not people. Yeah. That's maybe a little bit more of a statement to say. Because um, cops protect white people, like rich white people, right? True. Um, that have a lot of property. I guess that's the same thing. Cops protect um, uh, right-wing protesters. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's teach five-year-olds who do cops protect. Who do cops protect? Lesson two. You, you need to get like the T-graph on where, oh. one on each side. Like cops oh protect my. this group, cops don't protect this group. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not even something that I know that that I would ne- necessarily feel comfortable bringing up to the parents of like, this is what they learned you, today. How would you approach that? I don't, you know, I don't. I don't really know. I'm so new at this job. Like I'm still getting to know them. So me just being like as their, as their like teacher slash babysitter, like as um, their radical. Way they're learning. Yeah, the one with leg hair and armpit (laughs) hair. Leg and armpit hair. The radical leftist feminist (laughs) says to the parents. By the way, I think you should know they're learning pro pro cop propaganda. (laughs) Being taught that cops are good, and I morally disagree with that. Yeah, um, I just, I just think that's so interesting. I, I don't know. It's not. It's making me realize though that when slash if I do have children, how I will talk to them about certain things maybe. But it's it's not my place to do that with other people's kids. It's just I just don't feel like it is. See, but who says that? Maybe if the parents talk to me about who says that it's not your place to do that with other people's kids? Because I think we're all just. <laughs> I I am of the later generation to help usher in this new generation. If I'm interacting with a child, I'm going to be like, even some random kid at like they, Goodwill or something, be like, cops are bastards, Timmy. You see they that? tell their parents what I tell them. They like talk to them. <laughs> be like, oh, Kiana sure. said that cops don't protect people. They protect property. <laughs> Oh, you, yeah, you know, maybe just be less, but be more subtle with it. <laughs> Way more subtle. Go to the, this is the, this is what's so great about the propaganda machine <laughs> that works so well is that it's 
powerful, powerful imagery, and it's all very subtle. Like, oh you don't my. even know you're taking in the messages as they enter your brain. You're so right. It huh? reminds me of um, 1984. That's kind of what that was about, right? And there were, there were, what do you say? War is peace. Freedom is slavery. I remember seeing those two lines in the book at some point. Oh, wow. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Just to be, just as that to have that message sold as propaganda. Yeah. So you need to figure out your own like 1984-esque like styles of um, manipulation for these children. I think it takes a specific type of brain to think about how you're going to manipulate people. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's more of a right-wing kind of, I mean... I think that's something that the yogis have always been tapping into, though, is the, the yoga, like the yogis throughout old time, the ancient sages and the gurus and stuff like that. They were like, I've learned this. How can I use it to tell other people? They that just tell I'm, other people, that's though. True. Okay, well, they just tell other people. Well, normalize telling other people <laughs> that all cops are bastards okay. just regularly and openly. All right, cool. I'll I'll just subtly wear a shirt one day that says a cab on a cab. it. No, 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 no. It needs to be like a like a messy kind of like surrealist <laughs> painting or something like that. But have those subtle imageries of like A C A B, like the one. Um, was it Picasso the clock painting? Right, like imagine the if clock with the, the melting the melting down? clocks That's and stuff. Dali. Oh, Dali. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Dolly had a sweet mustache. I don't know uh-huh. why I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> um, just replace some of those clocks. Like, do something like that, except mold the surrealism into ACAB. I just have, like, the system melting, actually. Right. Just, like, life as we know it melting off a table. And it yeah. turns into, like, luscious trees and green forests and rivers and mm-hmm. things like that. Oh, that's nice. I think I've seen that before, actually. <laughs> Talking about that propaganda manipulation thing, though, remember we were, we were, so Josh and I went, we saw, I saw a sign this weekend in Phoenix that oh, yeah. was like, socialists are instill what is like fear? Oh gosh, I wish we took a photo of it. It was right off oh. the, it was right off the 51 freeway in, in Phoenix, Arizona. And the, just a real quick bit on Phoenix. I mean, Tucson people know about Phoenix, but Phoenix is a wasteland. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it, I would just, it is a super conservative city after being to other cities, like even Atlanta in conservative states, a lot of big cities feel more liberal, Yeah, but Phoenix does not. No, Phoenix feels oppressive. It is really conservative. Like there's signage everywhere. There was a sign that basically was saying that socialists instill fear and they want um, to enslave you enslave you yeah and um gosh what was the other bit but it was just right off the freeway and it was like complete opposite of what socialism actually and what any socialist would say they want to do yeah um so i just that made the 1984 quote made me think about it because it's the opposite of the truth right but people are pushing it and saying it to normalize the the opposite of the truth that's the bit which is Delusion. Which is delusion. Which is the veil of Maya. Yeah. Which is a fear-based decision. Yeah. And how do we conquer fear? By doing dropbacks. <laughs> True. By well, dropping on your head a couple by, times. By landing on your head a couple of times. Well, um, Kiana, I think that's it for this 
um, yeah. little moon day hangout here. Nice short and sweet moon day breakfast hangout. Breakfast hangout because we were sleepy last night. We were. We didn't get um, home until like eight. Definitely had a better conversation this morning than I think we could have had last night. Last night we were like, oh, do you want to record an episode? <laughs> We ended up getting Chinese food instead and watching Star Trek. Falling asleep watching Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Our favorite uh, space future socialism. Oh, yeah. We'll end this episode (laughs) by plugging Star Trek, (laughs) the next generation. (laughs) Yeah. Like, recommend Star Trek to all of your not leftist friends to get them to start. See, this is how we normalize... Through media. Progressive thought. Yeah. yeah. Through media. Very good. We're, we're doing a media right now. How about that? Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, All right. Well, note, Eight Limbs of Fury signing off. Signing off. Have a great day, day, everyone. Stay safe. And um, don't breathe on anybody. Stay warm. <laughs> yeah. Don't let yeah. anybody breathe on you. <laughs> we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> All right. Much love. Spread Adios. kindness, y'all. Bye. Limbs of Fury!